muted myself. I just realized what I did. Uh, thank you for joining us, man. We are so glad to have you worshiping with us on Christmas Day. And we're not being sarcastic uh, when we say we appreciate you joining us online, okay? Uh, but no, we are, we are super glad. Uh, this is our first Christmas day as a uh, church to, to celebrate together. So we are, uh, at least to have service on Christmas Day. And so we're excited to have uh, this opportunity. If you have your Bibles, turn to Genesis chapter 1. We're not going to take long, but we, I, I want to share with you as we finish up. Hopefully, you've hung in there in the Christmas Advent devotional that we've been doing as a family. Uh, if you have, we're on the last day. Uh, and, and whether you did that this morning or this evening, we're on the last day. Um, who can tell me what we're talking about today? Jesus. Thank you. What theme? Joy. Good. Awesome. We're talking about joy. And so we've talked about peace and how really because we've, we've fused Christ into all of these uh, different themes, we've talked about how Christ is our peace, their hope in Christ, the peace of Christ, the love shown through Christ. But the result of that in a believer's life is joy. Now, we can mistake joy for happiness. <laughs> Preacher's kid knows where I'm going. Uh, you can mistake joy for happiness uh, Oftentimes, today, if you walk down, kids, you walk down your stairs or walk through the hall and saw what Santa left, right? There was definitely some happiness. Happiness is determined by circumstances, but it's important for us to understand the word for happy or happiness in the Bible, in the entire canon of Scripture, is used ten times. Ten times is the word happiness. Guess how many times the word joy is used? Joy or rejoice or any version of the word is used 430 times throughout the canon of Scripture. And so we can't mistake joy for happiness. Happiness is an emotion that's dictated by circumstances. You were happier when you saw your Christmas presents. You were probably sadder or less happy when you walked outside and felt how cold it was, right? Like, that we are, our emotions can change, but joy is a state of being. It is an attitude that is produced when the presence of others, or specifically for us today, the presence of God is within our lives. So, kiddos, all of you received a what is this? Jingle bell. Jingle bell. Right? All of you received a jingle bell today when you came in. Uh, here's what I want you to do, okay? We're not going to talk for long. And some of you, this may be your very first time in big church. I was asked them last night. I don't know if they still call it big church. Back when I was growing up, this was big church, all right? And so this may be your first time in big church. And so I need your help today with the message, okay? And so what I want you to do, because joy is such an important word for us, I want you, every time you hear the word joy, to jingle your jingle bells. Now, but I'm going to do it very specific way, okay? Parents, you can help out with this. Kids, I want you to put your jingle bell in the palm of your hand just like that. All right? Now I want you to close it. If I do not say the word joy, this is where I want your jingle bell to stay. Okay? Can't really make a lot of noise with it, okay? But when I say joy, you can either hold the little rib here, kind of 
pinch the rib, or you can pinch the, where the little hole is if you wanted to make an ornament out of it or something like that. And I want you to jingle it three times. One, two, three. So, if I say joy, you're going to... Great. And then, back to the hand. Very good. Very good. I'm excited for y'all's help today, but you got to listen up. Because when I say the word joy, you have to jingle. I say, I'm not going to stop. So you got to keep track. Cooper, you didn't get one. Oh, that's sweet. All right. Nice. All right. (laughs) So 430 times. And by the end of this message, some of you in here may think I've said the word 430 times. Um, But I promise we will be within that. if you, as you opened your Bible to Genesis chapter 1, we see this as the, other things, as the other things that we have tracked. We see this throughout Scripture. We see it in Genesis chapter 1, 26. We see joy in the presence of God in creation. From the very, very beginning, beginning Genesis 1, 26, listen to what it says. Then God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image and in the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them from the very beginning. There is the presence of God and God creates In creation, man in a very specific way. Man is distinct from all creation. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Don't let anyone devalue humanity to the point that we are like every other living thing. But we are created by God distinct in that we bear his image. Why do we bear the image of God? Well, there's many implications of what that means, and we've talked through some of that. But what's important is we we need to understand the, the ramification for that is relationship. God created man in his image to be special from every other living thing in that we were created to be in fellowship and relationship with Jesus, or with God. We were created to be in his presence. And when we are in God's presence, when God is with us, there is, kids, joy. There's joy in the presence of of God. And so man was created in his image. But here's the problem. We know Genesis chapter 3 happened, right? We've read this four weeks in a row. We've read Genesis out of Genesis chapter 3. Look at verse 23. Therefore the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. God sent out this man who was created, this man and woman created in his own image. God sent them out of his presence. They sent, he sent them out. He walked with them in the cool of the day. There was a relationship that was established, a physical relationship that was established between God and man. And the result of the fall is that they were driven out and they were driven away. Their sin divided them from God's presence. You remember when we talked about peace? Right? We were hostile toward God. We were bent against God, uh, glorifying ourselves. And this is the shape that we see ourselves in. But God didn't keep us in that state, but God made a way to be with His people. We see it secondly joy in the presence of God. Only one of you got it, man. Joy in the presence of God in the commandments. 
We talked about in love last week how God provided his law code for us to, if you are to be my people, you will live to a certain standard. Now, it was a standard that we couldn't keep, but there was a way that man could be with God because where the presence of God is, there is people of great joy. Very, I caught that one. If I pause, you get it. All right. But let's look at Psalm chapter 16. A man who sought God. He was called a man after God's own heart, who wrote a psalm detailing what this relationship with God was like, the support that being in the presence of God provided to David, King David. Listen to what it says in verse 8. I have set the Lord always before me because he's at my right hand. I shall not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol or let your Holy One see corruption. Right? This, is, this is a messianic thing. This is, they, they use this uh, in association as looking forward to Christ as well. But he's saying, you're not going to separate yourself from me. If I'm abiding by this law, if I'm seeking you day and night, that you're not going to abandon me. You're holy one to see corruption, one who is walking in holiness. You make known to me the path of life. This is the law that if read Psalm 139 to see what Paul, what he thought of the law of God. In your presence there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. In your presence is fullness of joy. Where the presence of God is, there is joy. And so but the problem with this law system is that man couldn't abide by this. They couldn't keep these commands. Listen to the same man after he had sinned, a man who loved God's law, a man who, who delighted in, in the Lord. Listen to what he says in Psalm 51. Psalm 51, this Old Testament man, a man after God's own heart, who had sinned and his fellowship with God was broken. Listen to his, his concern in verse 10. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. And restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. What's he saying? Return to me this joy. Right? Why? Because God's presence had been removed. His, his Holy Spirit had, had been removed. In the Old Testament, we see the Holy Spirit given and then taken away when there's sin there. And so there was always this rupture. There was always this concern. And, and David cried out for God to, create, to purify him, to make him clean so that he could be in right relationship with him again. A man after God's own heart still failed to experience this perfect fellowship this perfect presence, and ultimately, this perfect joy. And so we see, thirdly, we see joy in the presence of God, not through the commands, but through Christ. Luke chapter 2 tells us, man couldn't abide by this law demands. Paul says, with the law comes the knowledge of sin, right? To know the law and to know God's law code is to know that we can't measure up to it. And so God sends someone to accomplish it 
for us. We read this as the Christmas story. We read it just a few minutes ago in the video. But listen what it says. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled, filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great kids. Joy. That will be for all people. What is this joy? For unto you is born in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. It is associated with God's presence with Man, Christ's present would be manifest to man and this time through his son. Not through a law code that depended on them, but God in his love provided a savior that, depended, that came from God and he would live the life that we could not accomplish on our own. Jesus would accomplish the standard of holiness that since Eden man had failed to measure up to. Christ would die, he would be resurrected and ultimately he would ascend into heaven. But he leaves his disciples with a very encouraging word. It's to your benefit that I go away because I'm not leaving you as orphans. This is John 14. I'm going away, but the helper will come to you. And so fourthly, we experience the joy in the presence of God through conversion. Jesus leaves his Holy Spirit with man, that if we would respond not in action, that was the Old Testament that we could not save ourselves with, but if we would respond in faith in Christ, we could experience his presence within us. Joy is made available, not through our action, but through our faith in what Christ has done. The Holy Spirit has been given to man. Listen with Galatians 5, 22 through 23. We know this passage of Scripture. The fruit of the Spirit's not a coconut, right? It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The, the fruit of the Spirit produces joy. And by the way, it's not a part of the list. It is what the Holy Spirit produces within us. These things that we read in this list are things that only the Holy Spirit can bring about in our life. It has nothing to do with our outside circumstances, but has everything to do with the heart. And so some of you parents are wondering what you did to deserve this jingle bell fest that we are having here. And I didn't just do this to give you something to make your kids cry about when you'd yank it from them in the car on the way to wherever you're going after this. Um, but this, in fact, is our illustration as well. If you look in this jingle bell, it's associated with, with the spirit of the season. It's associated with happiness. But it's not what's on the outside of this bell that makes it special. It's what's on the inside that causes it to ring. In order to make the sound... It produces, there must be this small little ball in the middle of it that, that bangs around and creates this sound. It's not determined by outside circumstances, it's what is within. And so for kids and adults as well. If the presence of God does not abide with you today, not on the outside, 
Some of y'all not listening to my instructions. If it doesn't abide with you on the end. <laughs> that was my kid. <clears throat> That's why I got him on the front row. Um, then your outside circumstances will never bring lasting contentment. It'll never bring satisfaction. Because joy is from the inside. Through conversion, not through external action, not through circumstances, but it comes through a real relationship with Jesus Christ. And so we experience this joy through the conversion. Lastly, we experience joy in the presence of God at the conclusion. The Holy Spirit works within us and ultimately brings us to the end. Where guess what? We are restored to what was lost in Eden. There will come a day where we will be perfectly in the presence of God. Listen to Jude, verse 24. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. The Holy Spirit works in our life perfecting us, growing us, to one day bring us to the point where we experience the perfect presence of God forever. That's why we celebrate Christmas. It's not just a little baby in a manger. But it's a Savior who died to take the curse of sin from us. That if we would have faith and live in obedience to Him, surrendering ourselves to His Lordship, and he would guard our heart until ultimately we are restored back to right relationship, tangible relationship, when we see God in the fullness of his glory. 1 Corinthians 13 tells us, now we see in part, but one day we will know just as we have been fully known. Church, this is the joy of Christ. This is the joy. And so if you're here today and you don't have that relationship with Christ, I would ask that even today that you would respond to that. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? Kiddos, if you can put up the jingle bells. Even if I say the word, just hang on to them. But if you're here and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you're the most important person in this room. God has called us to joy. But the reason why we have joy is because we are in God's presence. It's his presence that brings us. What did David say? In your presence is the fullness of joy. David just had no idea what he really, what, what, how the significance of what he was saying. So if you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, even now on this Christmas morning, I want to give you the opportunity to respond to that message. Would you respond in faith to the fact that Jesus died on the cross, rose from the dead, accomplished what you and I couldn't do, and would you receive him as Lord and Savior of your life? You can make that commitment right now. There's no other, no, no other act that you need to perform right now in the quietness of your own heart. You can make that commitment to Jesus right now. You can surrender your life to him. If you're here and you would like to do that, would you just do that now? Would you do that now? 
In just a moment, I'm going to pray, and for sake of time, we're not going to have a formal invitation. But if you're here and you made that decision, those Connect cards that Will mentioned at the beginning, man, that is a great way to let us know about any decision that you would like to make today to experience the joy of the Lord. And so you can mark one of those boxes, or if you have questions and would like to talk to one of us as pastors, mark that, and we will follow up with you as soon as we possibly can. Uh, and you can drop it in the offering bucket. If you're listening online, you can uh, also let us know that through that live link uh, that's there underneath this post. Let us know uh, any decision that you make to experience the joy of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for today, and thank you for your presence that's here. And in your presence is the fullness of joy. And so, Lord, that doesn't come through our circumstances. That comes through who you are and what you've done for us. And so I pray that our, our joy would be unshakable as we focus on you today. Not focusing on the things that often catch our eye, but focusing on you. May you receive glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.